New research suggests disruption to circadian rhythms through a lack of natural light can lead to serious mental health issues, including depression, anxiety, self-harm and psychosis. Associate Professor Sean Kane from the Monash School of Psychological Sciences specialises in the effects of light on our moods. Using data from 100,000 British participants, he and his colleagues analysed exposure to natural light and how it affects mental well-being. He says the data suggests that exposure to artificial light during the day and in the evening, coupled with irregular sleeping patterns, can lead to poor mental health. Associate Professor Kane is with us from Melbourne. Uh, morning, Sean. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your patience. Yeah, good. <laughs> Great. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, look, it's very substantial uh, research. Just explain how you went about it, where you got that data from, and specifically what you looked into. Yeah, so it's it's part of the the biggest uh, one of the biggest data sets in the world, the UK Biobank, and a, they they actually study about a half a million people, but a hundred thousand of those people got a wrist worn uh, activity monitor that had a sensor on it, a light sensor, and uh, we we accessed that data and, and looked at it in relation to um, you know mental health outcomes. And so it's the the biggest data set of objective individual light data ever looked at. And the results we got were really profound in relation to mental health. Run us through them. Well, we found that really it's it's the patterns of light that uh, are related to risk of virtually all psychiatric outcomes. And it's it's really two parts. One is getting enough natural light in the day. So the more uh, bright light people got in the day, the less likely they were to suffer from pretty much any um, adverse uh, mental health outcomes. So it would be a, something like a 20% to 30% decrease risk of major depressive disorder, a decrease in self-harm behavior, psychosis, uh, bipolar disorder, PTSD, you know, the list goes on. So the, the story being the, the more bright light you get in the day, the better. But on the flip side, it showed the opposite for light at night. So light in the day is good for you. It, it boosts your internal circadian rhythms, making them better able to control the rhythms throughout your brain and body. But light at night has the opposite effect. So it, it weakens your internal rhythms. It disrupts them. And we found that more light at night, and this was artificial light of the, the strength that most of us have in our homes, the more light people had in the night, the more likely they were to suffer from uh, mental health disorders. Is there much to be said for the good old light dimmer that reduces as an evening progresses? Absolutely. In fact, I I have uh, smart lights in my home that go quite dim and um more of an orangey color so you want you don't want to be exposed to white appearing light at night because it has a lot of blue wavelengths in it and the photoreceptors in the eye that feed information to your clock uh, as well as mood areas of the brain they're very sensitive to blue light so you what you want is is dim almost like a candlelight um, appearance at night i i set them on um uh, timers with uh, with smart lights so that I don't have to remember because it's actually tough even when you 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 study this and have for decades it's difficult to remember to turn your lights down at the same time you know in our in our history we didn't have to worry about it the sun went up sun went down wasn't our responsibility uh, we're probably better off uh, setting it all automatically 
When it comes to getting enough natural light, can you explain a little bit more the difference between natural light and how the photoreceptors and therefore the brain and the circadian system receives it and artificial light? Yeah, so we, you know, we might be, we're indoors most of the day. And I think that the average person is is indoors something like 90% of the day. Uh, and even though it, it looks fine and you can see by it in the day, when you're indoors, you're getting way, way less light than it seems. So our visual systems adjust so that, you know, it looks like we're in approximately the same brightness when we're indoors or outdoors. But to this system, it's registering something very different. Uh, so nothing, nothing really beats the you know the bright light of of being outside. It tells our clock, yep, it's daytime. It strengthens the the rhythms. It boosts the amplitude of our rhythms. It allows it to control the the rest of our our bodies. So you you can't be fooled by um, you know your indoor lights seeming bright. Uh, you really you should be getting outside. Now it's not always possible for everyone. You know, if you're if you're working indoors a lot of the day, um, you know, might not be feasible. Um, so you could potentially get um, get lights that have more blue content um, and use them indoors for long periods, and it, it might get you part of the way there of natural light. How much do we need then, and how do we know? Because yes, we work indoors, but this is the difference between eating at your desk and going outside for a walk, potentially, even if it's windy or a bit cold. Uh, it's going out for the benefits of light exposure. How much do we need? Well, I, I would suggest getting as much as you can. You know, getting getting a few hours a day. For me, that that means I you know I I work outside, so you know I'm. It's not like I said, not possible for everyone, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll set my computer up outside and, and work. And it's good, even if it's overcast. It's not a beautiful day, and it's not sunny. The light is still so much brighter, even in the shade, than it is indoors. That is beneficial. And you'll hear a lot of people saying you've got to get that morning light. Morning light is good, and it's great if you can get it into your routine. But light throughout the day, if it's if the sun is out, that light is good for your rhythms. Uh, so get whatever you can, even if it's overcast, even if it's if it's raining, uh, you know, find find a place to stay dry and and let that natural light uh, get in. A listener asks, what about older people who require much more light to read by at night, for example? Yeah, so. You know, older folks tend to um, this system, this circadian light detection system, also becomes less sensitive with age, and so it's it it might be a, a little less um, of a problem to to be reading at night if you've got to turn the lights up a, a little bit more. What I could suggest is that you use more warm light, more kind of yellowy orange appearing light. So generally, that that kind of light it'll allow you to read even at uh, at dim levels, but it won't interfere with your clock as much. There's so quite uh, clever you, little torches, aren't there? As well, some people have them coming out of their bed head that instead of lighting you in the whole room, just target uh, whatever it is that you that you're reading. So you can kind of play around a little bit with how you're looking to light up that book. Someone else asking about the blue light glasses. Do they work at all? Yeah, so I'm on the topic of the, the the individual lights that just light up what you're looking at. In fact, most of them are quite um, white appearing. Uh, 
and that's not good. So I've yet to find one that is kind of orangey, uh, yellow-orange color. Most of them are very, they're kind of cheap little LEDs that are very white. I would say avoid white light and, um, you know, read by a salt lamp rather than <laughs> rather than that. <laughs> and on sorry, the blue light, the the blue light glasses? Again? Oh, the blue light glasses, yes. They do work, but um, the, the ones that are called blue light glasses that, that don't look orange don't really do anything substantial. But the ones that appear orange, and, and you can get them to go over your glasses, they work quite well. They cut out most of the blue wavelengths. And so if you're in an environment where you know someone in your home likes it bright and, and you might not have total control over your lighting, uh, you can wear those. And I know lots of people who do and, and get great results from them. Sunglasses, we want them to protect our eyes for one reason, but do we also want to be able to get some light without them? Yeah, I would, I'd never wear uh, sunglasses. Um, I, I, I don't uh, currently own a pair of my own, although I was uh, I was in a picture on, in The Age uh, here in Australia wearing sunglasses. Those did not belong to me. Um, yeah, the, I would say you know, don't use the sunglasses as much as possible. Now, some people get um, get headaches and migraines from light, or you know, you'd want to be safe on the roads. You know, probably wear them in your car if it's getting glary. But as much as possible, you want to get light through the eyes, and the sunglasses, um, you know, undermine that. Can you hypothesize about the link between this and mental health? That's the strong correlation that you found. I don't know if you've yeah, tested. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've tested for things like obviously, if you're out in natural light, you might be out exercising, out socialising. But also, what what do we believe the pathway is if there is more than a than a correlation? Yeah, it's we we know there's a plausible mechanism, which is you know some of our follow up work is is looking at that. So light light through the eyes um, gets to your core circadian clock. So there is an, an actual uh, clock in the base of your brain, it's about fifty thousand neurons. It it controls your daily um, rhythm. So throughout the brain and throughout the body, and when they're when they're strong, they organize your your brain very well and your body. And when they're weak, uh, they're disrupted. We know, for example, in people with major depressive disorder, so a study looked at the, the brain's postmortem of people with uh, major depressive disorder, and the, the rhythmic activity throughout the brains was almost wiped out. So the, the order, uh, the timing of the brain is disrupted in major depressive disorder and probably all of these other psychiatric diseases. What the clock does is it, it organizes the brain to be uh, doing things when it should be doing things to, to keep itself healthy, and it falls apart when rhythms fall apart. We know that people with disrupted rhythms are more likely to have um, psychiatric disease. We know that when you address rhythms and, and get healthy rhythms back, that it um, it, it, it basically um, lessens the likelihood of having any uh, you know, major depressive disorder or any psychiatric disease. So the, the integrity of the rhythms uh, is directly beneficial to mental health. Just finally, very, very quickly, if you could, someone asking, can you put an orange cloth or a filter over a light that's too white? And they might be thinking about their reading light. Uh, I don't know, you could, you could possibly try and, you've said you've struggled to try and chase up a... Um, 
uh, a suitable candidate bulb, but can you adapt the bulb somehow? Yeah, so you, you know you can you can put put shades on or cloth. I mean, the the good thing is these these days most of us have uh, energy efficient lights um, that don't produce a lot of heat. In the past, with a halogen bulb or an incandescent, you know, you 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 might uh, start a fire. But yeah, you can you can use something as long as you you do it so that it it appears more orangey yellow. It's probably fine, and it's it'll be dimmer. Sean, thanks very much, Associate Professor Sean Kane.